<laughs> Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Playlist of My Life. Tonight's episode is dedicated to Euphoria, man. Like, I love this TV show, man. It's aired on HBO and the last episode aired last Sunday and I've been re-watching it, man, and rewinding it to make sure I didn't miss a beat. Um, this was the second season, and it was a great fucking season, man, if I, you know, if I say so myself. Um, what you guys hear in the background is definitely familiar if you watch the show. It's the song Forever. I hope I don't butch his name. I think it's Labrinth. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Or Labyrinth. Or Labyrinth. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'm really not sure. But before I talk about season two, I wanted to say first and foremost, my name is Lafalotz J. <laughs> also known as Jada. And like I said, welcome back everybody to another episode. Um, I started watching Euphoria in the year 2019 when it first aired. I think I was in college. No, I know I was in college um, because um, I was so excited about seeing Zendaya in a TV show that was not Disney produced. And all of my college friends at UWG and anybody who lived in Carrick and Crossing, <clears throat> excuse me, that was closer to us, um, we all gathered at my brother's Covier house and, um, watched the show, like, all together. We all loved that shit, man. It was so graphic. It was raw. It was relatable. And we, like I said, we loved that shit. After the first season, I used to see tweets about, you know, um, the show supposed to be promoting drug use and, you know, the characters promoting drug use. Like, man, I knew then... They they definitely didn't watch the show because nobody wanted to be fucking Rue. I'm just saying. Like, Rue was not a character that we all wanted to be like. Maybe Maddie, Fesco, and Ashtray, but I don't think none of us wanted to be Rue. Um, from a woman's standpoint... Like, you know, who didn't want to be Maddie? Like, she was, like, an unapologetic bad bitch, man. Like, with a fire-ass wardrobe. And, you know, and I bet the guys definitely imagined themselves, you know, being as laid back as Fesco and Ashtray was. You know, they were the drug dealers who got invited to all the parties. And, you know, they made bank off them local high schoolers, man. But Rue, no. I don't think none of us wanted to be Rue, man. Um, season two really like dived into, you know, Rue's drug use. Um, even though we didn't love Rue's actions, we all wanted her to be sober, man, because like we wanted her to win. Like we grew a love hate relationship with Rue, um, Zendaya's character, and this season there was like a frequent theme lingering around Rue. Um, is Rue a bad person? And to answer that, I don't think she a bad person. I mean, I don't, I know she ain't a bad person. Like, yes, yeah, drugs kind of fucked her up and made her do a lot of unforgivable things. But Rue definitely wasn't a bad person, man. Like, if anyone ever known anyone that was addicted to drugs, 
they kind of know that, you know, the things that Rue was, you know, doing, like, that's just what comes with, you know, the territory. That's why I feel like, you know, Fezco kind of, you know, used to allow her to come around because, you know, at the end of the day, like, he knows how people who are addicted to drugs move and act and, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that love for her kind of didn't fade away because at the end of the day, she's struggling with being addicted to drugs, you know? I think what really, like, fucked her up was, you know, just dealing with her dad's passing. Like, dealing with grief is hard. And I know it's not healthy to use drugs or alcohol to drown out the harsh reality, but... You know, it fixed the problem for the moment, and drugs kind of helped Rue deal with the issues that were, you know, were hard to fix when she was sober. You know, I'm not making excuses for her because, you know, at the end of the day, certain shit she did to her loved ones was fucked up, especially her mom and, and Gia. But at the same time, I can understand, you know, why she kind of like turned to drugs to fix her problems like she a teenager it's hard to explain like your feelings and emotions you know when you don't quite have words to put the shit all together like who in they fucking right mind could express themselves healthy help you know in a healthy way when they a fucking teenager like nobody does man i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be quite frank here like you know when i was dealing with certain things in high school you know i smoked a little weed and you know at the end of the day like we teenagers we don't know everything we don't know how to talk because half the time you know it get frowned upon by our peers to even be emotional so she she just you know did what she only knew and i feel like the reason why we kept taking drugs is because she was trying to chase a high that she felt the very first time that she felt like she felt you know emotionalist like nothing and I you know I guess that hints the the title of the show euphoria like she was chasing a euphoric high which led to her overdose eventually you know when Rue met Jules after rehab like her world changed man like yes she was still doing drugs but you know, <clears throat> sadly, but at the same time, like, Jules had a positive impact on Rue, man. Like, just just being honest, season one, like, you saw Rue kind of, like, wing off Jules because at the end of that, she wanted Jules in her life. And, you know, Jules gave her that ultimatum, like, hey, look, I'm not finna be friends with no girl or love someone who does drugs because eventually you could die on me. So, Rue kind of, like, changed her life a little bit for Jules. But when Jules left Rue at that train station, she lost all hope for a happy ending for her life. Because it's like, you know, if the one person that I shift my life for leave me high and dry, like, shit, I might <laughs> might as well revert back to my old ways and shit. Like, it is what it is. You know, everything went dark for her again. And, you know, life felt meaningless again. I think Rue was just you know existing this season i don't think she really wanted to be alive no more um she admitted that you know she didn't want to be alive you know when she was having her moment um when they found her drugs and they flushed them she she just said she didn't want to be here 
And it was also a moment when she was narrating in the background when she was just saying like, um, I don't want to live anymore. Honestly, after she noticed that Jules really didn't love her, she basically was walking around just there just to say she was present. She was emotionless. I want to say up until the last, you know, last few episodes. Um, <clears throat> honestly, that's just how some people do when they addicted to drugs. They just walk around like zombies, man. I felt like we saw Rue turn into a liar this, this season. I mean, she probably been a liar, but it kind of like was in full effect even more with the drugs. We saw her become a thief. We saw her be abusive. We saw her, you know, just right out be a fucking junkie. Like, literally a fucking junkie, man. Um, It's crazy because Jules was right there, you know what I'm saying? And it's weird because I don't think that Jules really loved Rue. I think she was so wrapped up in finding herself to even notice Rue anymore. Yeah, you know, they hung out and stuff. And But did she really care about Rue because... Why the fuck did Elliot have to tell her that Rue was back on drugs? Because if you really fuck with somebody, man, and you really love somebody, and you're dating somebody, you notice that every move, you notice any little thing about them, you even know when they lying. So, the fact that Jules didn't even pay attention to the fact that Rue was on drugs, it kind of like sums up, you know, <laughs> Jules didn't fucking love Rue. Because how you love somebody and you ain't even paying attention to them. That's weird. So Rue was not wrong when she told Jules that she didn't love her. Like, she was not wrong. Yeah, she was wrong for doing how she did. But she wasn't wrong about Jules not loving her. Like, come on, man. This season, I watched all the characters struggle with finding themselves and their voices and their directions of life they wanted to take. Because I think Cassie, Maddie, and Nate, I think they all were like seniors this year. Um, and, Ka and Kat, yeah, I think they all were like seniors this year. Um, for instance, Kat, you know, she I felt like she knew Ethan was good for her. Um, but I didn't understand why she didn't feel the same way towards him. Um, he respected her, he loved her, he gave her all the attention that any girl, you know, could ever want at that age, especially in high school, like, we want our boyfriends to be about us, we want our boyfriends to love us, but, you know, she felt incomplete. In reality, Kat knew that she did not, you know, want Ethan, um, Ethan, I'm sorry, Kat knew she didn't want Ethan, Kat knew she wanted more, but she didn't know what that more was and to quote my friend tiara you know what let me you know what let tiara tell y'all how she feel about cat okay so i honestly feel like cat was really and this was before ethan and, and when she got with ethan she was in a in a stage where she really was exploring and trying to figure out what she liked and what made her feel good. That's why she went through the whole appearance change and everything. She was she was even experimenting and exploring with her her clothes and her makeup and stuff. So with her doing that and then finding Ethan and him giving her 
you know, something that the other dudes would get. You know, they were, you know, and then they would go with it. But he was trying to love on her and saying that he wanted to be with her. And it kind of caught her off guard. I don't even think that she, you know, was used to somebody saying that they wanted to be with her. So when he said it or when he, you know, showed that he wanted to be with her and give it a chance, she was thinking, okay, well, why not? You know, he, he, he actually liked me. He wanted to be with me. This is the right thing to do. Yeah. So she she get with him and realize that ain't what she wanted. That ain't what she wanted, and now she trying to make it seem like she got some type of brain disorder, and that's why she got to break. That's why he, you know, trying to get him to break up with her instead of just being real about it and saying, "Hey, look, you know, I enjoyed, you know, what we had, but it turns out that it's not for me." And you know you're a good person. You're a good dude. You're you're a fun dude. You're a nice dude. I just think that we should be better off with friends. Or if she didn't want to fuck with the motherfucker after that friend, she could have said that too. You know. Period. <laughs> so I just I just feel like she just her whole her whole just thing with the show was her figuring out who she is and what she like and being okay with it. Yeah. That's what I feel like. Yeah. I don't lie. Did you ever get a little thrown off when they made when um Lexi made um when Lexi made Ethan play her mama? <laughs> I actually <laughs> did not. I actually didn't get thrown off. I actually enjoyed it for some yeah, reason. It was. Yeah, he did real good. That's why I was thinking that like, why she doesn't use the oh, actual woman. But anyway, neither here or there. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like she was just experimenting and trying to figure out what she wanted. And I feel like he genuinely liked it, her, but yeah. they were they weren't they weren't right for each other. But she wasn't he wasn't right for her. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cat cat she didn't know where she was headed, but she just knew like Ethan didn't, you know, do it for her. She tried it, mm-hmm. it didn't work, you know, of course she didn't wanna hurt him. That's why that horrible ass gla- uh gaslighting failed miserably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that bitch she had a brain disorder. Oh. <laughs> That's a new one, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, you tried it. <laughs> I'm you. That's so funny. Yeah. But I mean, I, I give her props though, because a lot of people don't explore, a lot of people don't try to experiment different things to actually see what they like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll, they'll just go with what they think they're supposed to like or what they think they should be doing or be in a relationship that they think they should be mm-hmm. in versus going out there and, you know, see what you like. See if you like tall, see if you like short, see if you like thick or see if you like slim. You know, see what it is that you like. Explore. You're, you're not, you don't have to settle down and, you know, be with that person forever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what she kind of, you know, started to feel like, mm, yeah, this ain't it. This ain't <laughs> what I want. She want to explore some shit. Right. So. Yeah, hell yeah. And then they went high school too. So come on, like we all have, you know, different type of tastes in high school. Like, hello, we don't like this one. We but we want that one. So <laughs> So yeah, I feel like that's how I, she was. I say that Maddie is my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then if I had to choose somebody after her that wasn't Rue, I would choose Kat. Okay. I, I, I would choose her. Okay. Okay, period. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Tiara, for your input. No problem. Now I'm about to go watch the show all over again. Period. Thank you, Tater. Of course, of course. Period. <laughs>
you know what since she mentioned maddie you know let's jump you know to maddie real quick you know who don't love maddie man like this season we saw her kinder side um she got a job babysitting and honestly that job kind of opened up her eyes to a world that she felt like she was destined to live like we saw how soft and how comforting she was to theo she was also like yearning for a more calm and silent life like and we also saw how she kind of like looked up to theo's mom as a role model we all looking like it's maddie man like maddie don't have no role models like she's maddie like people make her the role model you know but we saw like she wanted the life that the old mom had like not just the clothes but you know just having a child and being in love and like having a certain a certain lifestyle that wasn't toxic like the old mom she was gorgeous you know she she had a husband that loved her dearly and she was also a mom and that bitch had an immaculate clothing collection just saying you know everything that maddie kind of like dreamed of but never thought she could have like being with nate because they were so toxic for each other they were always arguing you know never every you know nothing ever went right with them they was always fighting you know just being like a beautiful wife and a mom like no fucking way like she never thought she would probably be that way especially not with nate but I believe, like, the betrayal of Cassie and Nate kind of, like, helped her, you know, sought to a better life and, like, you know, helped her want to surround herself with people who wanted, you know, the best out of her, you know, want her to be the better version of herself. I knew Nate was fucked up, but who would have thought Cassie crybaby ass would have did Maddie that way, like... We all know Nate is a complete psychopath, thanks to his dad, Kyle Jacobs. If the poor boy didn't ever find them DVDs of him having sex with male prostitutes, transsexuals, and an underage slut by the name of Jules, no offense Jules, Rue said it first, you're definitely a slut, maybe he wouldn't turn out, you know, differently. Maybe he would have been a different person. We all know Nate has control issues, and Cassie... You know, she just wanted to be loved. And honestly, their relationship was just transactional, if you think about it. Like, Nate could do and say whatever he wanted to her, and she could feel love, you know, for the time being. You know, eventually, those late nights turned to days. She stayed over that man's house. And then, when it finally came out to Maddie they had the nerve to parade their relationship around school like it wasn't the biggest scandal of the fucking season you know I went on IG and I asked people like you know I went on IG and Facebook actually and asked people you know did they think what Cassie and Nate did to Maddie was wrong <laughs> you know majority of everybody said they were dead as wrong um especially my um cousin my cousin Dante was like, cause bitch, what the fuck? You know, they were besties. Like, what the, why the fuck would she do that? Um, and only two people kind of said, no, they weren't wrong. My brother Julian was like, I mean, it was high school. Like, you know, nothing lasts in high school. But at the same time, you got to think about it. Like, that's your best friend. You don't fuck your best friend, man. And my other friend, D, he kind of like a little brother to me. 
he basically said like they kind of were meant for each other like Cassie would basically do anything Nate says she wouldn't leave or cheat on him and she dressed like a slut so everybody else could be jealous of Nate because they would eventually want her but it's sick you know in the mind a little bit because it's like Cassie like you would actually stoop so low just to have any type of affection from a man like and not only just any man it's your best friend's man like that's weird like this girl literally had the nerve to tell Nate that she belongs to him and he could do anything he wanted to her like tell her how to dress tell her what to do tell her how to eat whatever all that well I was like yo this bitch is sick and honestly Maddie had the right to beat her ass like beat the fuck out of her honestly I was just like BB with the girl with the vape I was just like that bitch I was like beat her ass Maddie that bitch deserved that shit beat her motherfucking ass period just like Maddie deserved to beat that bitch ass Lexi had every right to put that bitch in her play like what the fuck Oak la fucking homa. <laughs> Lexi, you're a fucking genius. Lexi, the fucking star of the end of the season. I felt so proud, man. Like, her just forming herself as a character. Like, I feel like Lexi was always overlooked. <laughs> and she dressed horrible, bro. Like, what the fuck was them shoes this season? I don't know. Them fucking, they look like fucking... I don't even know clocks. What, like, what the fuck they call them damn shoes? Like they look fucking hideous. Like I don't know. I don't think maybe they dressed her like that on purpose. Maybe they ain't just you know have enough scandalous outfits for everybody. I don't know. But the matter of her play, you know what I'm saying? She was like the main character for one. She went like a like supporting role. She was literally like a person you know what I'm saying like that bitch deserve every fucking applaud that she got man um honestly it was like a double win like the audience in the TV show was rooting for her and her achievements and we were all at home on the couch looking like hell fucking yeah Lexi Lexi fucking Howard Lexi Howard definitely sounds better when Fesco say it but I'm just saying Lexi fucking Howard. You fucking go, girl. She even got the coolest motherfucker on the show as her love interest. Fast fucking cold. That bitch was literally the shit this season. Like, Lexi embodied her role this season. Like, and she deserved every fucking good thing that's coming to her. Like, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Like, I was in that fucking bitch tripping out off that fucking play because it was genius, period. It was brilliant, I'm just saying. Applause to you, Lexi Howard. <laughs> but, of course, it wouldn't be euphoria if some bullshit didn't happen. Even though we have to wait till 2024 for the confirmation, but what the fuck was that ending for Fast Cover Ash? First of all, <laughs> first the fucking all, why the fuck did y'all think, like, why the fuck y'all didn't think of the grandma, you know what I'm saying, when y'all decided to write the fucking police raid in that bitch? Like, 
Y'all had the granny just laying there like a vegetable. Like, why Ashtray got his head blown off? Allegedly. Because we don't know. Allegedly. I'm just saying. But, man, like, watching season two, the first time around, I didn't even know that skinny-ass motherfucker, the Ashtray. The Ashtray, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me. That skinny motherfucker that Ashtray hit when he killed Mouse was the guy Faye was fucking. Like, am I the only one that didn't catch that shit? Because my motherfucker couldn't have been watching. Because why the fuck it wasn't until I watched it with my friend Jay. Shout out to Jay because you definitely caught that shit. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> shout out to Jay. Um, I didn't catch that shit. Like, he the one that told me, like, oh, no, nah, that's the same. That's the same dude. And I'm like what the fuck and yeah that piece of shit knew damn well ashtray was not finna let him come in a house on no weird shit that bitch had to die like <laughs> come the fuck on and i'm glad Faye helped they ass like come on bro like your ass had to get the fuck up out of here knowing damn fucking well you was not finna walk around this bitch fucking alive knowing damn well you finna tell on fucking fazco and ashtray like come on bro but if you think about it, like, I doubt Ash wanted Fez to, you know, like, take the rap for him. So, you know, what would he do? Like, Fez is the only one he trusted. He couldn't live without him. Who was going to take care of their grandma? Like, honestly, the actions of, of Ashtray kind of was, like, wild and rec reckless. But at the same time, you was looking, you thinking, like, bro, this is a little kid. At the max, he probably, like, what, maybe 12 the way how they move, like, he wouldn't be the same without Fazco, man. He had to kill that motherfucker. Like, when I say motherfucker, I mean that police dude. That You know what I'm saying? Like, he just had to. Because, like, if you think about it, Fazco was not finna let Ash go to jail. Like, so he was just like, bro, fuck it. I'm gonna have to do what I gotta do to make sure that, you know, one of us make it out this bitch. Because if you leave me by myself, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. This man is a kid, bro. Like, he, he can't do shit by himself. You know, it was sad. You know what I'm saying? Like, the way how the show ended. You know, and I'm wondering, I'm wondering like, what's going to happen to my two favorite characters? Like, Ashtray as and, like, Fesco were, like, my two favorites. Like, and then season three ain't coming fast enough. Like, a bitch going to be 29 pushing 30 when that bitch come out. <laughs> Euphoria, y'all wrong for that. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Like, what the fuck is, what the fuck is that? I'm just saying. But I do want to jump back to Rue real quick. Um, in the episode, you who cannot see, think of those who can. A moment stood out to me. It was the part when Rue was holding the guy in the church, and I think that guy was. Labyrinth. Labyrinth. I think that's how you pronounce his name. <laughs> the guy in the church, and he quickly, like, turned it to her dad. Like, she was apologizing for being a bad person. But to me, her dad sounded like he understood why she was so regretful, regretful of using drugs. It kind of, you know, made me think a little bit. I could be reaching. I'm just being... You know, I'm just putting that out there. I'm being hypothetical here. Not really nothing set in stone. I could be reaching. Um, 
But we did get a glimpse of Rue's mom background, but we never got a glimpse of Rue's dad background. We understand that Rue's mom was like a Christian. She's very forgiving. But what about Rue's dad? You know what I'm saying? What if, and I'm just speaking hypothetically here, what if Rue's dad was a user like her? Hear me out. You know what I'm saying? Hear me out for a minute. Like, he constantly, like, tells Rue that he's always going to be with her, of course. But he says it in a way that, you know, she part of him. And, of course, he she, she technically is because that's his child. But what if, you know, she get her drug habits from him? Like, the reason he doesn't sound surprised is because he knows, like, you know, what she going through personally. And that's why he isn't, you know, agreeing that she's a bad person. I don't know, man. Maybe a bitch is reaching. But anywho, Euphoria, I can't fucking wait till y'all come back the fuck on. Because a bitch, like I said, gonna be 20 fucking 9 pushing 30. And what the fuck? That shit crazy. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do want to take a moment to talk about Elliot's song. That bitch was long as fuck. That bitch was long as the fuck. It was. And I feel like the reason why it was long was because it wasn't the part where he cut. they cut to other scenes. It was just Rue just standing there looking awkward as fuck. And that's the only reason why it felt long. But honestly, y'all, I listened to the song by myself. Like, without the TV show, just listen to the song when it dropped on the 4th of this month Dominique and Zendaya did did a good fucking job on that song that song was good as fuck I'm just saying so y'all best you know make sure y'all listen to that song Elliot's songs also listen to the song I'm Tired with Zendaya in it with Labyrinth Labyrinth I hope I saying his name wrong I hope I ain't fucking his name up y'all but <clears throat> the soundtracks be fucking fire man so, make sure y'all fucking listen to them songs. Well, on that note, I want to thank everybody for listening, man. Like, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, my name is J. If you want to follow me on Instagram, my name is J. And I want to thank y'all for listening. And if you haven't, go watch Euphoria, man. Please go watch you for your HBO. First and second season is up. I love y'all. Good night.